Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and once again, it's just me today because scheduling at Fantastic Fest for the last several days has been pretty wackadoo. So <clears throat> my uh, my usual co-host, Wendy, of course, just to reiterate, uh, sat out the festival because she had a medical procedure done earlier in the uh, last week and uh, is recovering, and uh and she's she'll be fine. Uh, it's uh, just kind of a maintenance thing, and it's not uh, not life threatening or anything like that. And also, my uh, other people who are uh, <laughs> we're all staying in Wendy's house. Uh, Barb and Heidi have been on uh, different schedules than me, so I haven't had a chance to record with either of them, and so on and so forth. And also the the uh, the movies I've been seeing are just kind of stacked up one against another. So I just keep going into theaters and watching movies. So today, day eight, the final day of Fantastic Fest 2023. And I am so tired, dear listeners. I had a great time today. Uh, it was it was fine time. Uh, in fact, it's still going on because there's a, a closing night party tonight that I'm just not going to because I've had enough crowds and uh, I just kind of don't feel well, just uh, kind of headachey and all that. So I'm just tired. I'm just tired. But um, I still had a fairly uh, I, I still had three movies today to tell you all about. And uh, the, all three of them delighted me, so I am very happy to share them with you. So first of all, I got to see the other Laurens. Uh, Laurens as in L-A-U-R-E-N-S, like the, the name Laurens. Uh, the other Laurens is a Belgian movie, and it is a... It is a, uh, a delightful neo-noir kind of, it's kind of modeled after the, the California noirs of the 1970s, and it is a lovely and convoluted uh, little crime film, kind of, it, crime maybe, uh, it's got a private investigator in it, let's, let's just put it that way. So uh, the, our main character is a private investigator who has a twin brother that is referenced throughout the movie uh, who uh, did better at life than the private investigator. So private investigator, um, our main character is kind of shabby and the the twin uh, is rich, owned hotels, that sort of thing, owns a a palatial house and so on and so forth. Well, um, our main character's mother dies and he is... uh, so right at the beginning of the movie and he's kind of distraught about that and it sets up 
that he's kind of estranged from this other brother. And then uh, one night, shortly after mother dies, his niece shows up just out of the blue. And she's a teen girl and she shows up and she wants to investigate what happened to her father because her father uh, apparently uh, took a nosedive in his car off of a cliff and uh, is dead. But she suspects that there's more to it, of course. And the story goes from there. It is, um, it is very well acted. It is nice and tense. And you, you don't quite know where it's going. And uh, it's... It has some interesting points in that there's, um, as is common in Europe, there are different cultures and uh, languages colliding, and you know, especially in Belgium, you know, it, everything kind of routes through Belgium, and it's uh, it's quite a good film. I found it very solid, and I'm always up for a good noir. So uh, there you go. The Other Laurens. If you're into noirs like I am, it's it's a good one. Next, I went to a movie called I'll Crush You All. It is a Spanish movie. It, Spanish meaning out of Spain, not just Spanish language. And it is um, the winner of Fantastic Fest uh, audience. I think it's the Audience Choice Award. It was the favorite of the festival as voted by uh, Fantastic Fest patrons like me and it is a it's a big old shoot 'em up and i love it it's a crime film sort of it is um it, it centers around this man who has recently got out of prison he he is a big burly guy um very much into he, he got into uh bodybuilding and boxing while he was in prison he is very fit and um you start up the movie at one of his parole hearings. Um, his parole officer says, you've been doing great. You know, you don't drink. You don't get into trouble. You've got a job. This is great. You know what? I I don't think... I, I think your probation is over. You're good. And so, uh, boxing guy goes home. And then things kind of start going sideways. Because he has family members who have... Uh, gotten in trouble and and are like his his dad has been hiding something even though his dad has uh, lived a fairly clean life over the years and then you know basically people start showing up at the house trying to find a, either a sack of money or whatever else they're they're trying to get at and um, it's up to our main character to defend his home basically and uh, protect uh, the people around him if he can so it is um, actually quite funny it has some really great action sequences and uh, it's a lot of fun I, I mean uh, there there is a scene where where our main character uses wooden pallets like for shipping containers you know wooden pallets as a melee weapon it's glorious so highly recommend it and finally, the <clears throat> the last movie of the night, there was a big rollout, and I completely forgot what the title of that film was, but I opted for the 
one of the other movies playing against it, which is Michel Gondry's new movie, Book of Solutions. So if I remember right, don't quote me on this, double check me, but if I remember right, this is a movie that is semi-autobiographical about Michel Gondry's experience of working on his previous movie, Mood Indigo. So the main character is not Michel Gondry. It's, he's named Michael Becker or something like that. But it, he, has, he is a film director. He has just wrapped shooting for a film, and the rough edit is done. He's showing it to the producers, and they're going, what the fuck is this? This, this makes no sense at all. This is terrible. And so uh, the producers are going to take the movie away. And so he and the editor and uh, one of the assistants uh, basically uh, run a, a last-second guerrilla uh, operation to steal all the, the machinery and the, the film itself and move it to his aunt's house in the country in France. And uh, so they're going to finish the film there. And this is where, it, after they arrive at the house, he decides to go off his meds. And you're not sure what going off his meds means until it starts happening. He is... Um, it's, it's never specified uh, what his illness is, but it, it looks kind of like uh, manic depressive syndrome. Uh, and he's in a manic phase after going off his meds. And so the the filmmakers and his elderly aunt, who is turning 75 shortly, um, everybody's trying to rein him in a little bit because since going off his meds, as a lot of creative people will tell you, is like their, their, their brain goes on overdrive and they're really, really creative, perhaps, but there is no filter on it whatsoever. So he is, and, and he is, uh, constantly movies. So he's running around the house, waking people up in the middle of the night. I have an idea. And he's doing all these crazy things and, and, uh, not in a zany, whoop, he's a crazy guy sort of way, like actual mental illness things. And it's, it's a fascinating movie to watch because Michel Gondry uh, really balances the portrayal of this character because even though, I mean, you can see both the downsides and the upsides of this. The downsides are he is really insufferable when he is like this. And you can tell the people around him who care for him are trying to steer him and and he is barely controllable. But also, every once in a while, he hits upon something that's kind of magical. And so they put up with it. And it's in kind of an interesting... It's an interesting analysis about what people put up with in, collabor in artistic collaborations. And, um, and also of mental illness. And, but it's... The movie also, but it's not depressing at all. It's it's kind of got a sense of whimsy about it without denying the fact that this character is sick. 
he he needs help. <laughs> he needs to be back on his medication. So um, Michel Gondry, um, he's a, a filmmaker I I really enjoy, and I always am fascinated by his films. And this one is uh, really quite great. And when he hits upon certain notes of of the nature of creativity, it's just fantastic. And also the the anxiety that goes with it. It's like, oh God, I. I know that feeling of the, I can't, I can no longer work on this project because it is frightening to me and I can't, I can't bring myself to end it. I'd rather spiral off in a hundred other different directions and I'll get back to the main thing later because the thing that is creating pressure, I have deemed it to be my previous project. So... Anyway, uh, do look for Book of Solutions. It is a lovely little movie, and uh, I really look forward to hearing from other people who have seen it. So, that wraps up the final day of Fantastic Fest 2023 for me. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there is a party tonight that I am skipping out on, and um, as per usual... Um, the Alamo Drafthouse parties are kind of epic, uh, especially for Fantastic Fest. Uh, this year is in the same location as last year, which is the uh, uh, House headquarters here in Austin, which is set inside of an old high school. It's an old historic high school. So you go in the building and there's lockers everywhere and classrooms and there's still a library, but it's now converted to... Um, various office spaces and there's a theater uh, space in there as well and there are various other renters other than Alamo Drafthouse but uh, uh, I, I gather that Drafthouse is the main tenant in that building and so um, last year I, pre I presume this year's setup is going to be similar you know they have uh, different events in different rooms of the high school um, last year they had a treasure hunt through the lockers which got really wild and um you know free drinks and all that fun stuff but uh i just i am not there because i didn't feel like going finding parking or dealing with crowds or dealing with noise and i didn't feel like drinking so uh it's i i i would much rather spend the rest of my time here in austin tonight and tomorrow uh, with friends and smaller conversations, because I've had a lot of a lot in the last week, and uh, it always kind of turns out that way. I get burnt out, and then uh, things quiet down, and I'm much happier. So, dear listeners, thank you for joining me on this odyssey. Um, thank you to Barb Lind, who was uh, very, very helpful in the uh, earlier uh, uh, podcasts in this series, and thank you to everybody I met. Um, I had a delightful time. Uh, I And to those who weren't here, um, I hope I have brought some new movies to you that you will enjoy. So thank you uh, very, very much, dear listeners. And I will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye! Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com. 
follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. <laughs>